talk about how last week there was no episode guys we are so sorry and i know we said this on our insta story if you followed us if you don't if you don't follow us then you just were like what happened where is their episode but we recorded an episode let me just say and it, it was also an amazing episode it was on which feels kind of mean now to tell yeah, you that but it's okay because we're gonna re-record it yes. at some point basically i got basically. home basically i got home and the footage just was completely... Oh, you said footage. You are such a photographer. Oh, sorry. The yeah. audio. <laughs> the audio. The, actually, yeah, the, the video. <laughs> the video of us talking. No. The, you guys don't watch the video? Yeah, Weird. sorry. I'm used to saying that. I never say audio. Yeah. Um, it just sounded like I was an alien the whole time. So the voice kept cracking. Like, it would not have been enjoyable for you guys to listen to. No, which to. was so sad because, to be honest, like... We recorded the episode. We both afterwards looked at each other and I was like, Amanda, I think this is my favorite episode. But we really think, like, and I honestly believe this, we will re record it. But we were just talking with our friend who we're going to introduce you to in a second about how God really does use everything. And it was kind of a lesson for both of us because we both kind of went home and we're like, I was what a waste of time. Yeah, because I mean, like we both drove in. We record this podcast, but then all throughout the week, we just saw the Lord like using the things that we learned and we're both verbal processors, obviously, hence why we have a (laughs) podcast, but it was like, I think because we got it out and we were saying these things and God was ministering to us as we were speaking about it. I've like all week, I felt myself just focusing on contentment and focusing on what God had taught me and he didn't waste it at all. Because it did minister to both of us as we were talking for sure. So all that being said, we will re-record that episode and for today, this problem will not happen because if you could see our mic situation. This is why I wish we did have footage because right now. Right now, my sweet husband set up these. We do look like aliens. <laughs> We're in outer space. We, uh, my sweet husband set up these like foamy, like just rigged kind of taped things to our microphone. I really don't know how to explain so it. So basically, but. we think what the issue is with our mics, if we ever sound weird, it's because we have mics that have back, like microphones in the back yeah and so they kind of echo off each other so tyler's solution to this because he's the best ever is he took it looks like he took a mattress we were joking <laughs> that the mattress on her bed is gone we don't actually know what it is there's many mattresses there's on many mics. mattresses apparently yeah. and they're cut we'll take a picture but yeah. they're cut into squares and they're duct taped around our microphone so we're looking really bougie this morning it's great you just you do what you have to do you know so Amanda, I'm gonna let you introduce our guest before okay. we go into what we're talking or what we're talking about. Well, what we're talking about, but also what we're drinking from Starbucks. So we have somebody really special with us today. Yes, I am so excited. We've been talking with her before we even started this podcast, and I finally was like, guys, stop talking because everything that you're saying is gold, and I want this to be recorded. So. Amanda, if you would introduce our special guest today. I would love to. Our special guest is Liz Andino, which I don't know if anyone recognizes that name because she's practically insta-famous, but she is Liz of Accessory Jane. They make the cutest jewelry, but I don't want to go, I don't want to get into all that just yet. I'm going to let her do some of the talking. So welcome, Liz. Guys, I am so excited to be here. This is just so much fun. I'm so glad. Okay. We both said that. I love that. We're both glad. glad that you are here. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give our listeners a little bit of who you are, what you do. Just like your quick elevator pitch, you know? Perfect. I love those elevator pitches. (laughs) I love it. Um, So I'm Liz. So I live in Prosper, Texas. Um, I am married. I have a nine-year-old daughter and a 19-month-old son. Um, I started Accessory Jane about six years ago, which, gosh, that's so crazy. That is crazy. Um, And, yeah, that's about what I'm doing right now. Did you say this was your first podcast? This is my first podcast. I'm so honored. Yeah, we are honored. This is, like, so exciting. Well, and you're a natural. I wish you guys could see her right now because she looks so cute. We've already complimented everything about her outfit. We'll take a picture. Yeah, we will take a picture. Mm -hmm. She's wearing these, like, overall things that are from TJ Maxx, which I already, right when she said that, I was like, okay, love you. Gotta go TJ Maxx. Gotta go TJ Maxx. So much good stuff. You're a Maxinista. Totally. 
Wow, Amanda. That was like the best usage of that I've ever heard. <laughs> and I complimented her earrings and she was like, they're mine. Like they're the company that accessory she is. Jane. Yeah, accessory Jane. So, so can't wait to tell you guys all about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But first and foremost, most importantly, as our guest, we brought you Starbucks because what kind of base of girls would we be if we did not? So what are you drinking Such from Starbucks today? <laughs> well, guys, I feel like I'm so boring because I literally just got black coffee. But it's, I'm trying to eat clean right now. And so good. this is this is becoming my my little friend. Um, and I will give those hope out there that it's starting to taste better. There you oh, go. Good. So really? you want to get like numb to it or what's the, what's um, the deal? You just get used to it. Okay. Yeah. It's so pretty basic. Do you ask for like a specific kind of do you like a specific roast or are you I like whatever the, they I have? Do the light. The I light. do the light. I did yeah. the blonde roast for blonde for blonde. That's cute. Andy, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking my Norm, my huge, just an iced coffee with a little bit of almond milk, which I do have um, a side note to say. Okay, for please. So, Kaylee always says that my almond milk thing is like, it's like I am almond it's milk. It's excessive, but it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't like whole milk, but she's always like, well, I can't get almond milk in everything because sometimes it like ruins the taste or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't think it does. And then it happened to me. You came to my side. Well, no, I didn't. But, I mean, I understand you You now. put too much in. No, I just got a lavender latte with almond oh. milk, and it messed the whole thing It was thing no up. lavender. There was no lavender. It just, I, like, finally understood. Not from Starbucks, though. No, no, no. I was no. like, since when does Starbucks have <laughs> lavender? Honestly, if, like, Starbucks lavender would be kind of gross. Yeah, that would be gross. Yeah. I don't no know thanks. if I would believe It'd that. It would be a little bit, like... Synthetic, They'd like right? do a little drop of like Young yeah. Living lavender yeah. oil, and we're all like, mm, we <laughs> no, know what you did. Yeah, <laughs> we know this isn't true. Um, no, I got a lavender latte over the weekend um, at brunch, and I asked for almond milk instead of the whole milk that they put in it. And it, I was like, I had to tell the lady. Like, but did they give you a warning? Did they know? No, she didn't no. warn me, and I should have known because I've been warned many a times. By me, yeah. <laughs> I just have a theory that like if you put almond milk in it, it's just gonna taste like almond milk. It's still gonna be good, but it's just yeah. gonna be like, do you want to drink almond milk? If it the answer is yes, you put it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're just drinking almond. I disagreed with that for a long time, but I've been proven wrong. <laughs> wow, I feel like really affirmed right now. So thank you. This is already the best podcast. It's already ever. is. Yeah. Um, and okay, I'm drinking a drink this morning that also has a story to it, which is really funny. Long story short, um, if you listen to our podcast, you know that Amanda and I have addressed the fact that I have this crazy favor when it comes to us going places together. Like people will just be extra kind to me. And extra rude to Amanda, pretty much. Um, and at first when she brought it up, I was like, no, no, no. But then I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Like, it actually is a I'm thing. I'm not crazy. So last week when we recorded the podcast, and it was amazing, and you guys never got to hear it. So just to remind you of that Lord moment, the Lord heard it, and so did me. If the Lord hears it, is that enough? But you know what? In the moment, it was not. But now I'm learning <laughs> that it is. But we went to Starbucks before, obviously, and... I ordered a drink, and Amanda ordered a drink, and her drink, when she got it, was, like, so wrong. Like, not even close to what you ordered. No. And what she got was a drink neither of us had ever tried, and it was a grande double shot on ice, which, Mm -hmm. who even knew that was a drink? No. Not us. And she, it's a double shot, so it's lots of espresso. And I think it's funny. It's called a double shot, but I'm, like, 99% sure it's actually three shots of espresso. So maybe they're, like, maybe it's one, I don't know, whatever. Either way... She was like, I can't drink this. I'm pregnant. It's, it was very strong. Yeah, it's and the lady very, was like, I'm good, just going to throw it away. Strong. So I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I loved it. And I paid for it. And so. she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she paid for it, which was the whole thing was weird. But now it's my new favorite drink, Amanda. I I've gotten it like three times since know, last week. Like, I am paying for your favorite. Thank you I just so much. Hang it forward. I'm paying it forward. Paying it forward. It forward. <laughs> she really is. So I'm drinking a grande double shot on ice. It'll probably be my drink of the summer. See, I This time so. I asked for half the pumps of I did. I sweetener. Said, I Thank said, you. I just want with half the sweetener. Which and I'm, she said, okay. I'm laughing because it says 1.5 pumps. And I'm like, <gasps> how do you do a 0.5 pump? Like, do you just kind of pump it? Like. We How do you know that? I've never right? seen that it's before. Right? It's specific. It says grande double shot on ice, 1.5 pumps, classic syrup. <laughs> anyway, it's my new fave. I love Impressive. it. See, good. this is why we're basically basic because we can talk for our coffee order for a good five minutes. I could probably do a whole podcast oh, for on sure. Starbucks. We should probably do that at some point. <laughs> you Wait, can sponsor us, Starbucks. We need to like just grab a random barista that we don't know and just have them sit down and do a podcast with them and just see what that happens. That would be the best. Wouldn't we, that be funny? Yes. Yeah, we need to do that for sure. Cool. For sure. I've always kind of wanted to work at Starbucks. Yes, me too. It would yes. be so fun to get to meet all the people. Yes. I will say, as much as I go, but the thing is that there's so many close to me that I go to different ones, like mm. in like the area or whatever, but I was at one on Sunday, and this man walked in, and like 
some of them didn't I they couldn't have seen his full body walk in. that had it been like from the corner of their eye like not even fully known that this man had come in and every one of them turned around and was like good morning Steve morning Steve that's my like, life goal no that's my life yes. goal and he was like good morning and had his paper and they like he didn't even order he went straight to the like to pick up his drink it wasn't an online order I like I really assessed the whole situation they just knew they just knew and then they gave it to him and as soon as left they were like bye Steve have a great day I mean like every single brief Steve we That's love you best. I know I know it made me I was like my jaw was dropped I was like this is my life yeah. how do we be Steve I know I see yeah, I've always wanted to be like a regular place like that yeah I'm like I don't feel like I'm at that place in life where I'm able to like frequent places in yes that's exactly. so maybe I should just go and like sit down place and be like look I want I'm gonna, y'all. I'm gonna be your new regular. <laughs> I'll probably come once a month. Yeah, but I need you to treat me but like I'm a regular. If I maybe slip you a ten, yeah. can you like can you just remember treat my me name like in yeah. my order? I <laughs> love that. Really okay, so you said you live in Prosper. Yeah. My question is: Is there a Starbucks in Prosper? Because that sounds like a small town to me. There's, there's not one like, in my there's yeah. like two in like three restaurants. Okay. So yeah, you know that's there, a good ratio. There right is there. a up in the world. Two Starbucks to every three restaurants. Yes. Yeah, well, you know the way Starbucks is. <laughs> so, you were saying, like, you don't get to regular places um, because, let's say, you're juggling a lot. You yes. just told us you have two kids. You're kind of newly married. I mean, you haven't been married for, like, too long. Yeah, and three years. And you are running a company. Mm-hmm. So, I say let's start with the company because I am a new Accessory Jane fan. Amanda's known me I've for a while. I've been a fan for a while. I'm, I'll share really quickly. We can share just kind of how Liz and I met. So, it was probably... 2011 or 12 maybe yeah does that sound right something like that and we were both very big into the blogging world I don't know if you guys followed Amanda Marie blog back in the day (laughs) I don't know if you were my biggest fan but you should be (laughs) this is a pitch because it's no longer on the interweb so search it you will not find it um but we did some like style blogging um I did a lot of Liz's photos Mm -hmm. um for her style blogging you had great style still do obviously Max and Easta um, and then I shot your first launch for Accessory Jane, yeah. all the product photography. Our first line that we like put up on our website, which yes. is so fun. It was so fun. So Accessory Jane has just been the craziest journey and really it was totally a God thing. I just feel like, so we started about six years ago and we started out on Facebook. Do y'all remember Facebook auctions? Yes. yes. Did you know this story? I, I did know this because I remember... After we, I photographed it, you guys would start to do, like, I would see the auctions, like, yeah. pop up. I remember this. So, like, this was back in the day whenever, like, Facebook auctions were going. So, what we would do is, like, we would anywhere? post. No. I just well, I think some people do. Okay. But then, just, like, with Facebook algorithms, it just all changed You might not so see it. Much. So, that makes yeah. sense. Mm. So, we started out on Facebook. Um, and within two months, like, it became a full-time job. I started with my mom. So, within two months, it became a full-time job for both me and my mom. Like, Which, full-time. by the way, you guys, her mom is so crazy talented. She makes all the jewelry, right? Yeah. By hand. Does yeah. she really? hmm Yes. Okay, so her her mom makes the jewelry. She's also one of, like, the cutest so sweet. She's women. The best. She's, like, who I moms. Be. No, literally. Every time Which I, I see her. Which I love that, that you say that about your mom. I know. And you guys are very much alike, so. she's yeah. cooler than me, though. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm like, moms are... The older you get, I think the more you just appreciate how much life your mom has experienced. Yes. And oh. you're like, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, and how much they can give back. It's just like, you feel, like, whenever I'm around my mom and, like, moms that are, I just, you can sense it when you're just like, you fill me up so much when yes. I'm around you. And it's this, like, motherly just spirit that they have. Yes. And it's, like, the sweetest thing. So, that's how I feel about your mom. She's Aww. so talented. She's so cute. I, like, want her um, variety of glasses that she Aww. brings. I know. She's the best. <laughs> so, did, was it her idea or was it your idea? How did it, it come It was kind of both of us. So, how it came about was um, I was a single mom. And so, I wanted to – I was working in the corporate world. I wanted to have, like, just a job that I was able to stay at home. And my mom had been in the jewelry industry. I say jewelry industry. She had actually been having – um, designing jewelry on her own and just selling it for several years before that. So she was like, well, hey, I know how to make jewelry. Why don't you, you know social media. Why don't you help me get this business started and we'll do this together. So, I mean, I had always loved jewelry before that, but never viewed it as like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so we started and within two months, it became a full-time income for both of us. And that's where it's just like, okay, that's just a God thing. Like, that does we not... We see your blessing, mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. And to get to work with your mom like that, like, in a creative outlet, uh, is so cool. It was so cool. 
Um, and so God just opened that door and we just kept running with it. So we did the Facebook auctions as long as like Facebook basically <laughs> would let us until they changed their dang algorithms. And um, it, then that. we started the website. So, so yeah. fun. And then that's when we reached out to Amanda and she started taking her pictures and it was just so fun. The best. Okay, so you guys started Accessory Jane what year? Um, I just know it was six years ago because Olive was two, almost three. Okay. And then, so tell us, so backtracking really quickly, you started Accessory Jane with your mom and you have your little girl, Olive. So do you want to share with us kind of like what that season was like of like being a girl boss, owning what you're doing and being a single mom? Like, I mean, I'm sure it's obviously you were a girl boss, but like, I'm sure it came with its challenges. For sure. So that's. That season, I mean, I became a single mom. It was not planned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that season of my life was just rough. I mean, there were so many unknowns um, that I didn't know, like, the next step in front of me. So there were so many times I just was, I had to really cling to God. And to be honest, before that, like, I knew God, and I, but I didn't have a relationship with Him. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until after I became a single mom and I had my daughter that I came to have a real relationship with God because I was so brought to my knees um, that I had no choice and nowhere else to go but to just trust him so in that um, and how old were you whenever you I was 23 wow yeah so you're like young I mean you're watching your friends like you know doing the college thing and you're like sure I mean I was the only one pregnant and especially to not be married I'd been in the Christian bubble so it was it was hard. It was really rough. Um, and I really... And correct me if I'm wrong. Was your dad... Was he a pastor? He was. Okay. Yeah. So that probably added like a whole nother element. For sure. I mean, I went to Christian school, was in the Christian sorority. My dad was a pastor. So on the outside, it was very much like the picture perfect situation. So I was the only one that um, was pregnant outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was... For me, it was a lot of embarrassment of just like, I think I had become so good at just brushing everything under the Mm -hmm. rug. Um, And this was the first thing that was like, I couldn't hide it. And by the grace of God, like I just felt a strong conviction of, this is a child that I've made and this is what I've called you to do. Did you Um, wrestle with that? Like, how did you come to that I did. And that's where what's neat now is I feel like before that I was always so pro-life and just thought like, I can't, I I couldn't even fathom like how someone could not be, Mm -hmm. but then being put in that situation where it's like, I, I didn't have anything and was just, I understand how people. That could be the easier choice. That could be the easier Mm -hmm. choice for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, it's cool because it's like that's where the rubber meets the road of like your faith actually has have to be put into action. Because yeah, yeah, it's easy for us to, you know, quote these scriptures or say these things. But then when we're faced to those on our knees moments, whatever that looks like, everyone has their own situation where you're like, okay, God, like I need you to be real to me now. Like not in a way that's ethereal or a way that you're real to my parents or real to my friends. Like. I need you to be a personal God and show and up. And show up in my and, room right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you having to also, he's showing up, but you also have to show up with, you know, taking up your own cross and saying, okay, like, I'm actually going to, like, believe what I say mm-hmm. I believe and when it's really hard. So mm-hmm. I just want to applaud you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, and even just to, like, go off of that, like, just to expand on that a little bit more, like, exactly what you said of, like, just so crazy to grow up in the church all the time and to have like known God but not have a real relationship with him and then be put in this situation of like where the rubber hits the road I remember having a conversation with God and just being like I'm done like you Mm -hmm. don't love me anymore how could this happen to me um and then going and talk whenever I had to like talk with my Mm -hmm. parents about it Oh my gosh. Um, I can't even, like, was, my stomach hurts for, like, just oh thinking of that moment. Gosh, like, it was so hard. Um, but just my parents' response, like, my dad's response was just, like, he grabbed me and just started rocking me. He was like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and just kept saying it over and over. And I just looked at him and I said, but God doesn't. Oh. Um, and he looked back at me and just said, like, then you don't know God. And I'm I, really, I have chills I all over my too. body. That literally makes me want Let's to Let's talk weep. about, like, 
the what the heavenly love. father like yeah. i really feel like god you know god embodies us in moments where he like the holy spirit just overtakes us and we get to be the hands and feet of christ and i feel like yes. in that moment your dad was was the god the father yes. to you and he was like no like not only am i your earthly father saying this but, like this is what the father speaking yes. for you. it's like i have that like and imprinted in my mind I'll never forget that and it's what's funny is like I look back then I was like Ted that's like the worst thing you could say to me right now (laughs) but he was right and um yeah, because you're probably like defensive. You're like, yes, I know God, but exactly. it's like actually but God wanted to rewire your whole thing. Yeah. It sunk in, and we just kept talking. And then I, um, like, reset the prayer and just asked God to like. I was like, I I'm a mess right now. Like, I need you to come in and save me. And not joking, it was almost like I felt the spirit come on me. And um, I remember just like describing it to people and to my dad and being like okay I know in the old because I knew so much of the bible saying like I already know in the old testament like that they would change their name once they became believers and I was like I now understand what that feels like of like I feel so different um that was like I knew the spirit had come on me and then at that moment um I became like I had God become like my full-time job like I was like my number one priority right now is to just turn my life around, like to become so surrounded by God. Um, cause I know that's what my daughter needs. I know that's the only way I'm going to get through this, that it was like, I, I kind of pushed everything else out. Like, that is incredible. Well, yeah. I love that too, because it's like, okay, sometimes I feel like we have, we have these moments where right where we're like come to our knees we're like god i need you to be real i need a new Mm -hmm. life in you and you you feel that Mm -hmm. but then it's like your circumstances doesn't necessarily change in that moment right like it's like you still opened your eyes or came out of that moment yeah and then you went to sleep woke up the next day and you were still pregnant you were still single you still had to like deal with probably people in your town being annoying and judging you or whatever but it was everything had actually changed because your perspective and who you were, exactly. who you knew was fighting for you, whose you were, and who you, like was walking with you was all that mattered in that moment. Exactly. So it was like, yeah, it's not like you woke up and you're like, well, this was a bad dream, crazy. Yeah. Instead, it was like, no, this is actually like still my reality, but it's a different reality because God's with me. Exactly. And then He makes it good, and now your sweet daughter, like I, like I'm sure you can't even imagine She's that not so... happening. Well, and what's so sweet is I feel like. So I've been starting to tell her just bits of her story, and um, which we'll get to more. Yeah. But um, she was just talking, and she just said something like, you know, well, you weren't married whenever you had me. And she just kind of, I could tell she kind of felt, I don't want to say shame is the right word, but just kind of confused. Mm-hmm. And I just said, like, but baby, like, you are my greatest gift. You mm-hmm. were the thing that saved me. And she just like lit up. Oh, that, that is like the, the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I just can't like, just being able to tell your daughter that in like those words of like, you saved me. Like, I just can't imagine like the joy yeah. that brings to her heart of just like, wow, I did, you know, yeah. like she probably has no idea. Like she probably won't even be able to fathom that until yeah. she's a mom someday. Yeah, for sure. But that is the sweetest. For oh my sure. God. And, and her story is like, a like it's going to be revealed to her as time goes on as she gets older, mm-hmm. but she knows from the get go, she's chosen mm-hmm. and loved and like that she's been a part of your life and your journey since the day that you really gave mm-hmm. your life to Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool how God's able to take, like, our hardest things and turn them into the best. Like, something so beautiful. And that's something neat about her, too, is it's like, she's my constant reminder of just God's God's goodness and how he's able to redeem things. So, part of your story, too, was that, you know, you were you said you were a single mom and you started this company just trying to like, you know, be like, okay, I want to be able to be home for my daughter and like figure out my life. But like, I'm sure dating was a little bit interesting because you're like, okay, like not only am I navigating this dating world, but I'm navigating it with a daughter. Like, yeah, I want to hear about that. Yeah, I do too. Cause I just think about, I mean, Cami and I both married our high school sweethearts. So we, neither one of us like dipped our toe too deep into the dating world, but I can imagine like trying to put myself in your shoes it would be hard to, like, find, I mean, I hear girlfriends that are, like, 
on Tinder, just like, you know, yeah. trying to get in the dating Bumble. world. Bumble. Bumble, yeah. Coffee meets bagel, yeah. is that the thing? What, is it? I think so. so something about bagels. I, don't know. <laughs> I think so. I love Hopefully. bagels, so it stood out to me. So I, was I like, would be that one. I, like I would be the bagel. <laughs> Like, I'll be the bagel. Thanks. That alone. But where's my bagel? <laughs> Wait, do I not get a bagel on this dating app? Like, what's happening here? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, I can just try to picture myself in that situation, and that would be like a little bit of a struggle for me in itself. So, to add on a whole other factor that, like, okay, also, but I'm a mom, and this is a number one priority for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, how did you how did you navigate that when it came to dating different guys? Yeah, um, it was very interesting. Um, it was hard because I still, I mean, I was still so young, so it's like, Mm -hmm. I still was so like, I want to be dating, but now I have this child. And so it's really like my priorities were so different. Um, I don't know. I think I just knew I was ready to settle down. So I kind of wasn't, um, it was like very intentional dating, very intentional dating, And what was hard for me was I had previous to that just been in some not good relationships and um, I don't know, just had, I think really the lie that the enemy kept telling me over and over again was like, you're never going to find someone like Mm -hmm. your story is too much. It's too messed up. It's too whatever that no one's going to ever want you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always had that lie like in the back of my head, but I really, I think what helps so much is like, again, to just like pat my parents on the back. They were so supportive and I think they just so believed, um, that God was going to do something so beautiful and that helped me. So I just kept praying. Like I just kept asking, like, and I would actually pray with my daughter. Like mm-hmm. I would pray with all of, and just be like, God, will you please provide like, because she didn't have a dad. Yeah. Um, so I just prayed that God would provide a dad for her and a husband for me. Um, and not just someone that um, like would be her dad, but someone that felt called to be her dad. Um, not, yeah, not just like a, okay, this is what I've fallen yeah, into. Yeah. Like a, this is what I, I desire. Yeah. yeah. And I think, exactly. I think as a mom, for me, like I'm, again, just trying to like put myself in your shoes. And I think... I wouldn't want someone that just like fell into that position, but yeah. somebody and and not even someone that felt called, but like someone that would love her like yeah. his own. You know, that would be my. I mean, I know if, as a mom, that would be like my number one desire is like, okay, I know that you have to mm-hmm. be a dad now because we're married or we're we're mm-hmm. dating. You know, it's a potential mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, I can just imagine asking God, like, please make them see her like as their own. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Oh, sorry, and that's what really I think God just put like put it in my heart of like. I know that he's able to do immeasurably more. And so I'm just going to expect more. Like I'm going to believe that he can and just ask him and continually ask him. And it was hard because I was a single mom for five years. So that's five years of just waiting. And I got to a point where I didn't think it was going to happen anymore. Um, And I was going to say like, I mean, I hear the hope and you're just such a joyful kind person. And so I hear just that, like, hope in the Lord in your voice. But I'm sure there were those dark moments where, you're right, the enemy was speaking loud, yeah. louder. And you were like, yeah, no, you know, no one's going to want me yeah. or whatever. How, like, what did you feel like got you out of that pit? Because I know there's going to be listeners that are in that place. Maybe they're not even single moms, but they're just single and they're watching their friends get married, get engaged. And they're like, why is this not my time? Like, what, you know, in that waiting season, what encouraged you? Yeah. Um... I think, I mean, a couple of different things. I think in that season, I didn't have a choice. Like, I I didn't have a choice, and I knew I had to keep going for her. So that was like, I'm either going to be depressed and be angry, or I'm going to keep trusting. Wow. So I just chose to keep trusting. Um, but, I mean, now, like, what we've been talking about, like, in the waiting season, I feel like God has put me in the waiting season so much, like over the last several years, like from when I was single to now being married and being a mom and being in a waiting season of like, of wanting to fulfill the rest of my dreams. But I feel like what I've learned is like during the waiting season is actually like the most important part. The waiting season is whenever there are so many jewels that are like waiting to be dug up. 
that mm-hmm. God's going to use later on. So like going back to being single of just like, if you're single and you're waiting, like there's so much purpose in that waiting period. And there's so like, whether it's just even you have more time to like study God mm-hmm. and just have to be around friends or to be involved and different things. Like there are so many things for you to be learning and jewels for you to be digging up that God's going to use later on, Mm -hmm. that if you just keep wishing that you're in the next season, you're going to miss out on all of that. And it's like things that you're not going to be able to dig up later on. I have chills. I do too. I know. And that actually, what you just said reminds me both of, um, I don't know if anyone listening has listened to mine and Cammie's like love stories, uh, part one and two, but we talk about that. Yeah. I remember feeling really lonely. Yeah. But I also remember like never feeling God closer Mm -hmm. because I did have time. I had time to like, Wake up to the word, middle of the day be in the word, evening be in the word, go to bed be in the word. Because yeah. it, was, it was a hunger. Like, I just craved yeah. it so badly. And not that you can't do that when you're not in a waiting season, but it's just so... It's different. It's different. It's literally feeding you yeah. and building you. And like you said, you're collecting these treasures they're able to use that, you know, in seasons where maybe God has provided and you've yes. seen the, re- the redemption of yeah. it. Um, but, ha- like, having not gone through that, it just wouldn't be as precious yeah. right. and sweet. Like, they wouldn't be as valuable. Right. Well, and in the Bible, it talks about, like, it equates the waiting season a lot of times to a desert or, like, mm-hmm. a wilderness. I feel like in the desert, of course, all you're thinking about is, like, water. Like, mm-hmm. that that new life mm-hmm. that you're thinking about, that lush ground. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, get me to that place. Mm-hmm. But also in the Bible, like, the, the word is a lot of times equated to water. Like, mm-hmm. the word from God, you know, and it's that cleansing. And so yes. in that place where you're in the desert... And nothing else. Like, I love that you said you didn't have a choice. Because you're kind of right. It's in those places where, like, you're like, really? Like, my two options are, like, trust the Lord or, like, be bitter. Like, those are the two options yeah. here. But as you choose to, like, lean into God, like, his word washes us. His, like, mm-hmm. presence cleanses us. Like, it's those things that you're like, okay, this is actually the fresh water. Like, the streams of living water yes. that don't run dry in those yes. seasons when I everything else feels like it's dried up. Yes. And you're right. Like, you – I don't know if you feel this way, but, like, I've had seasons – clear like seasons of waiting and desert and when you come out of that season I've even had weird moments where it's like you're even in the good times but you actually look back and you almost miss, miss it, it. Yes. yes which sounds so weird no you're it's like, true makes I, no look, sense. I look yes. back at the at a season where I was like physically majority of the time by myself and I'm like, what did that even feel like? Like, I don't even know what it's like to be like live alone yeah. or to like and you know I did it for like almost three years and I'm like I know it was a time but I like literally wish that I could just go back in time and just like watch it sometimes or just like be a fly on the wall and it's like because I remember it's even sweeter looking back for sure and that's what's like I look back at that season of like right whenever I became a single mom and I always tell people like that was the hardest but richest time of my Mm. life like I just felt the nearness of God so much and I just always had this picture too of like you're doing in waiting seasons you're doing all the underground work where in the day-to-day it feels like nothing but like you're doing all the underground work for what god's building that's so good Mm -hmm. and it is you feel that closeness and that intimacy Mm -hmm. with him that then when you get to the other season it's like you have to kind of fight for that now Mm -hmm. because it's not as natural to get to that place you know but i would encourage too of like for people that are in the waiting season of like to view it just as important and almost like a job, just mm-hmm. as in the same way of like whenever you're out of that waiting season and pursuing whatever like your purpose or calling is, is like just as much as that's like a job title then, like your job in that waiting season is to do the digging, like mm-hmm. is to do the like pursuing God and just being really purposeful even in the waiting. I just heard, I think it was a podcast, but somebody said something, I wish I knew who it was, but they said, like, what if you knew, what if, like, today God was like, hey, 30 days from now, like, your your season's going to be completely different. Like, all the things you've been yeah. praying for, they're going to be there. How would you treat these 30 yeah. days? Like, you'd, you'd walk, enjoy them you'd, so Yeah, you'd hard. walk in expectation. Mm-hmm. You'd walk in joy. You'd, you'd mm-hmm. like, really be like, okay, I really want to be ready for when for that sure. comes. You'd, like, dig into that place, like, everything you're saying. And, you know, as believers, we're actually supposed to live like Jesus is coming back anyway. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. actually the expectation that we're supposed to live in is, like, he's he is going to come back. He is going to return. And, like, how are we living? Are we living, like, well, this season's going to be forever? Mm-hmm. Like, well, then you're yeah. kind of, like, doing a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, yeah. you know? 
Here's the saying, Jesus died on the cross was a waste. Yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to live Basically. like how I want to. <laughs> no, but that's so beautiful. And I just got like this picture when you were talking of those are like the sweetest times where you're building. It made mm-hmm. me think of even like a house. Like you were, it's almost like you were building the foundation. Yeah, and exactly. like the part that like didn't feel like the beautiful, like well, this is my home. Like it was yeah. like you're literally laying the dirt and then you're laying like the little pieces of wood for all you home builders out there who I don't know what it's called. Just <laughs> yeah. those things. The two by fours that are like just on the You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like exactly. that, that is the waiting. And mm-hmm. but without it, you can't like build this beautiful home. So anyways, mm-hmm. I just had that whenever you were talking. But okay, so all this to say, you learned so much in the waiting. Like you see God in the waiting. And then I got the privilege to attend your beautiful wedding three years ago. Is that three years ago? Okay. Yes. So, and your sweet husband, Danny, yes. I want you to share with us how you guys met and how yes. he's kind of like rocked your world. Yes. So at that time, um, I had actually been dating someone else. Um, and we had just like a, we had dated for a couple of years and we had just like a sudden breakup. Did you think um, that was it? And that, time? Oh, I 100% wow. thought it was it. Um, and so that just kind of rocked me. It was hard, especially as a single mom, because you're like, I'm great. So great. I have to now, now have to do this all over I have again. To do this all over again. Yeah. And again, just like, it was that reassuring that lie that like, I always listen to of like, no one's going to ever want me. Um, so I kind of, I came to, I was devastated. Um, and what's so funny is my mom actually was like, Hey, you're like kind of depressed right now. You need to just like read Jesus calling, like just read something that's going to encourage you in the morning and like help you get your day started and get Mm -hmm. your mind in like the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which side note, you just said morning and I was hearing it like M O U like oh, morning yeah. and grief, yeah. but it's also the morning. Like, yes. That's kind of cool. I was like, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. to read that in the morning. Yeah. Either way. Either morning. way. Either way. Both work. Both work. <laughs> um, and so I was like, Oh, that's funny because I know there's this guy on Facebook who like posts Jesus calling every morning. That's um, right. He yes. did. I remember. Yes. Wait, I already so, love story. So Danny has posted Jesus calling for like the past. Probably five or six oh. years now. I'll need to check on Every that. Every day. So yeah. Sweet. So he like types them out or what does he? No, he, he takes take a, a picture of picture. it. And then he like posts the Bible verse with it. So he has this, this whole story too of like how God turned his world upside down and just how yeah, he found Jesus and um, he loved Jesus calling. And so he just felt called to like share it with share everybody. Every, in the morning. Yeah. So I found myself just like after I'd wake up all of and get her ready for school, I would lay in bed and I would like wait for him to post Jesus calling. <sighs> and then I would read it. So after like a couple of months of this, I asked my friend, cause I had never actually met Danny. We were just like friends on Facebook. So I asked my friend, I was like, who's this Danny guy? Or who's this Jesus calling guy? He's I love that he's the Jesus calling guy. He's the Jesus calling guy. That's the best. I know for you guy listeners out there, you want to be the Jesus calling guy. You don't want to be the, who's this weird motorcycle guy? Or who's this weird guy? Be the Jesus calling guy. Be the Jesus calling guy. Who's the shirtless boy guy? Who's the douchebag guy? No, no, no. We don't want that. So I asked my friend, I was like, okay, he's either like, is really legit or super cheesy. And she was like, no, he's like totally legit. And I was like, okay, well, he's like really cool. And so I had her message him. I totally took the initiative. Good for you. Yeah. Um, And then the rest is just kind of history. Which I love that too, because side note, ladies, like waiting doesn't mean you're inactive. Like waiting on the Lord doesn't mean that if you see something God's stirring in your heart, you don't be like, I'm just going to sit and like hope he knocks on my door. Like that's probably not going to happen. Like probably Guys are still guys. Yes. Sometimes they need you to just step out there. Yeah. And then you guys had your first date. And I do remember when you guys were dating, you both knew pretty quickly, like this is it. Oh yeah. So like yeah. how, so how long he, So that? after my friend messaged him, um, she sent him my number. So we talked on the phone for like two hours. Okay. And then he was living in Houston at that time. And so he was like, so what would you think if I drove to Dallas and took you on a date next weekend? And I was like, OMG, I would totally <laughs> I say would think, yes. Oh, oh, oh. I would think yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and so then the next weekend we went on a date and like, and he was journaling at that time. And so in his journal, like before he drove to Dallas, he wrote, I think this is it. I chose again. We're just every time she says something new, we're like we look at each other and, and we're just like, drop our jaws. We're like, oh, but we're this so is it's so there's just so many like but God things in our oh. story. 
But I totally like to remind him that on our first date, he did invite me to his family vacay that summer. The first date. The first, the first date. date. No, he did not. The first date. I was like, well, let's see how this thing goes. <laughs> I love that. This could he be. knew what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. So how soon after you guys started dating did you get engaged? But I will hair? say too, I also was like, told him, I was like, you're not going to meet my daughter until we're like engaged. And I did introduce him to all of the next day. Because you were like, this is. Yeah. You're like, this is. Yeah. So we, I think we dated for six months um, and then got engaged. So we were met, got engaged, married within a year. Wow. And your wedding, I was sharing this with Cammie uh, when Liz first got here, but their wedding was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. And I just want to share that after Danny did his vows to Liz, he bent down to Olive's level, her little girl, and said these vows to her, just like looking in her eyes with the sweetest love, and gave her a necklace. Which and there was, was totally not, his idea. There was not a dry eye in the house. Like mm-hmm. it was one of the sweetest, beautiful moments I've ever witnessed at a wedding. Truly, which it was, was so beautiful. Which was so sweet, and I feel like was another just like clarification that he was the one I was supposed to marry. Because, like I said, I had been praying that God would find, um, you know, a dad for her who didn't just feel like. He was agreeing he was to it, that position. felt called. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what Danny told me, like, without me saying it. And we were just having these conversations, and he was like, no, I feel called to be her dad. Ugh. And it was, like, done. Well, and again, like, that's just another testimony of God doing exceedingly yeah. abundantly above. And you probably, in your wildest dreams when you were in that waiting season, when, like, everything's, you know, just seeming like dark. You weren't mm-hmm. picturing that, you know, mm-hmm. you weren't, you were probably just, you're probably hoping just for like a good guy that like yeah. wants to be a dad. You're not thinking like, I'm yeah. going to have I a thought guy. it was impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. But God does the impossible. Like that's, oh, that's, and again, now not only do you feel like chosen and God's redeemed that, but like your daughter feels chosen feels chosen, and like yes. that's her dad now. Yeah. Like that is her dad. Yes. That is 100%. Huge. That is everything. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that is the sweetest. And then just a side note really quick, because I think this is super cool. Um, tell us what Danny does. Okay, so Danny, he just opened up Arise Recovery Centers. Um, so that's been a big part of his story. Is In Arise Recovery Centers, is it's an outpatient drug and alcohol treatment center. So what they do is like... For either people that have just come out of like a 30-day program Mm -hmm. um, and need just a little bit more supplement, they're able to do that. Or for people that are able to stay home and still be able to go to their jobs who aren't able to take off 30 days. Because taking off 30 days is hard. I mean, a lot of people aren't able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're able to go here um, and just get the help that they need and support that they need. But... Danny's whole heart behind that is that's his story. Was he um, grew up in a Christian home, but just um, he was doing medical sales at the time and had to entertain doctors all the time, which is it's it's a lot. Like yeah. you're having to take them out every night um, and schmooze and so every he, night. And schmooze every night. So he was drinking and got addicted to Adderall because he would stay up late and then have to wake up at like five in the morning to be ready. So he would just pop wow. an Adderall and. Yeah, so he um, got addicted to that and got to a point where he was like, I need help. Which um, is so amazing that he realized that he needed that help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Because yeah. that's like, you think of maybe like addiction even, and it's like, I think oftentimes someone who like doesn't know someone who's walked that closely, it's easy to be like, oh, that's somebody on the streets, or like that's somebody. Yeah. But like Danny's an he attractive was man yeah. and has in medical sales. It's a big job. Yeah. It's a big yeah. job. And it's like, you sometimes have no idea. Exactly. And he was functioning just fine where it's like a lot of people had no idea, mm-hmm. um, but the people closest to him knew. And so it was a couple... Um, there are a couple things that just kind of like brought him to his knees that re- made him realize that he needed the help that he needed. And um, that's where God really met him and just turned his life around. And uh, now he's just so passionate about bringing the same freedom to other people um, because so cool. it really is. It's it's an illness. It's an addiction. Mm-hmm. That, and, and you said he, because it's, it's been growing, right? He's opened, mm-hmm. which did you so say? So he just opened up his fourth location, fourth location. which is so wow. crazy. Are they all over Texas? Or They're right? all over Texas. So it's, again, just like just seeing the way that whenever you're walking and you're calling, just how God just does so much more, which not to say, I feel like a lot of times people hear that and think, 
it's going to be easy then. Like it's still been a rough road and it's been a lot of burning the midnight oil. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's been ups and downs, but God's hand and his favor has been all over it. Um, so there is the first one was Fort Worth and then there was South Lake, um, and then Dallas. And then we just opened up one in McKinney, which was so crazy. That's so exciting. And you were kind of sharing like, you know, you've had to kind of lay down some of your own dreams and desires right now, not lay them down, but like really come as your primary role right now to support your husband. Like, how has that been? Yeah. Cause you guys both are entrepreneurs for sure. And we're both dreamers and Enneagram three and you're a three. So, I'm totally. a three. Are you a three too? Yes. You do. Yes. I'm a two three, it. so I can't sit at this table. Yes. I yes. You're you are welcome here. You are welcome here. <laughs> so it has been hard because we both have just big dreams of things we want to do, things we want to chase, and just are very passionate people and have callings and feel purposes and everything. And so in this season, um, whenever he decided to start Arise, it was kind of like the job that he was at was just um starting to slow down a little bit and so it was like okay look you can either go get another corporate job or you can start this which he had told me like this has always been his dream and really his calling like i just look at his story and his heart for people and the way that he would always be on the phone just helping people in those situations like it's just clear that like this is the path that god's given him and um it was at the time that we just found out we were pregnant and i was like you know what, babe, like now is the time, like you need to do this. And it was again, just like God, just putting it on both of our hearts. So I was like, we can't not do this. Right. Um, so it's been a lot of work and taking a lot of risk of like financial risk, just everything. Um, but I know in this season, like my role is to just be as supportive to him as I can. And what that looks like is, um, having our family, like I know that I need to, be at home with them because he's he's working a lot and so I think in, in that it's so easy to get caught up in like you see them having all the successes of like oh my gosh Danny's opening up his next location he's doing so good he's right. doing this and now he's he's doing this and it's kind of all like this is what Danny's doing Danny's doing this Danny's doing this and um it'd be easy to just I guess kind of be jealous of or like yeah. yeah of I'm so happy for him and so proud of him, but it's like God really did a work on my heart of just realizing like this is our family calling. Mm-hmm. Like once once you become married, like you have one purpose and like one calling together. So like in this season, this is him running after that. And just as important as that is, like for him to run after a rise and to continue to thrive in that role, it is equally as important for me to be supporting him and like keeping the home functioning a home a home exactly and like taking care of our kids and being present for them and making sure just that I'm able to be supportive for him because I just have this picture of like if I wasn't like if if I left or wasn't being supportive like just how much it would make him crumble Mm -hmm. and wouldn't allow him to do the things that he's meant to do and Mm so just to say like gosh what you're doing and staying home and supporting your spouse or whoever it is in that season is equally as important and it's again it's like the doing the underground part I say you're the foundation for your family exactly yeah Yeah. I had that reminds me I had this moment yesterday actually where I have a friend who's like applying for this job and uh I was like okay so tell me how it went like the interview and we're just hearing about it and it's and it's with a company that I used to work for yeah and so she's telling me about it and like all the exciting things coming up and all the yeah. things they're doing and how it's just been busy, busy, busy. And I'm sitting there and like literally watching the clock because Tyler has to get to work at a certain time. So I have like 15 more minutes to like hear it and then I have to like rush back over and be with Gwen. And in that moment, I could, I caught myself kind of being like, oh my gosh, I, that's really fun. Like I forgot yes. what it's like to get yes. dressed up every day and then it's be around exciting. these bosses and yeah. like dream and and meet with investors and make these big plans. And, you know, I like, I had that moment, but then as soon as I walked home, I was like, oh my gosh, but this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Like it was just this freedom of, I didn't even struggle with jealousy for more than like two seconds before the Lord was like, no, but this is where I have you. That's so good. And it was like, yeah. And I, and I like, I know if I really like let myself go there, I know that had I like, you know, fallen into this like career change or after Gwen and just like gone nine to five or this like corporate job, 
like the minute things were stressful, I would wish that I was being at home, making my exactly. home, you know? So it's like yeah. the grass always can seem greener in different For seasons, sure. but yeah, I just, it's so cool. Cause it's like, sometimes God has you in a space where you're not getting praised every day, like mm-hmm. maybe by the world standards, but mm-hmm. it's exactly where you're supposed to be. It doesn't mean it's any less important. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I love what you said that it's like, what you're doing is equally important and it matters. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, I would love if you have a challenge. I mean, I just feel like you've had so many amazing nuggets that like I'm taking home with me, but I know our listeners will too. Um, but challenge or some last one last thing you want to speak to if there's anything that's on your heart. Mm. So one thing that like my husband and I have been doing lately is so we read the the prayer of Jabez, which have you all ever read that? No. It's really good. Um, it's basically just says y'all have to I, I could go into it but it's really long but in it um it challenges you to look for a blessing each day but in that it says like lord bless me bless me every day but it doesn't mean like give me something right it means like help me to be present to see all the blessings that you have mm-hmm. in store for me that day and that could be things that like god wants to give you, or mm-hmm. it could be a gift for you, or it could be a gift that you are or to give someone, someone else. Yeah. And really, of just like, and even in that, I think the giving is sometimes we get more from that than totally. So I think of just like challenge yourself of like, what's the blessing for you today? Like, allow be present to whatever God has in store for you, and however He wants to use you, and just having eyes to see the purpose in each day. That's living intentionally so cool. I love that because there is a blessing in every day yeah I love that. I love that yeah well guys I know that you've already been blessed by this episode we're so thankful to have you Liz on this, You're the best. this podcast this has been so you are fun. a podcast natural so you don't let this be the last natural. yes we will have you back for sure so for those I just want to give a little shout out for those who want to follow Liz on social media she is at accessory Jane and then your jewelry line is at shop accessory yes. Jane Jane and if you guys want to get a new peek at the launch, I would just stay tuned on social media to see when they're going to launch yeah. all the cute earrings and all the things. Are you going to have the earrings you're wearing right now? Oh, for sure. Okay, then I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm it. <laughs> then you're following. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're fine following Absolutely. right now. Done. Yes. <sighs> I love it. Well, guys, I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're Basically Basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic. <laughs>